0: Today on the Terrible Warriors In partnership with the Onyx Path We present to you a week-long special event New episodes Monday through Friday Oh, and we're also celebrating our fourth anniversary this week So thank you for joining us Derek the Bard Brings together Mike the Birdman Dodd Cassie Chu and Justin Eacock To play through the second edition playtest of Scion. The game is still in Kickstarter. Visit them now by visiting Kickstarter and typing in Scion 2nd Edition Tabletop RPG. The campaign ends on October 22nd, so before that campaign is over, let's take you into that world. Born from gods, a cosplayer, a journalist, and a professional gamer will find their lives drawn into a war against titans, gods, and other scions. But before we can get to the main story, the stage must be set, and their lineage must be made known to them. This is episode one of our Scion Kickstarter special, and our Scions born from gods, they are your terrible warriors.
1: Greetings, terrible listeners. I'm Derek Bart from Taste of the Muse, and this is our fourth year anniversary!
0: Whoa. What?! Whoa. Holy crap. Whoa.
1: Our super special episode. It's going to be one episode coming out every day this week for five days straight. Yo, starting on October 17th. And Man, whoever's editing October those episodes.
0: Where, whoever's editing those episodes really needs to get a raise.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: you birthday, know, it's actually. Well, we have a Patreon. <laughs>
2: yeah. <so> by um, <laughs> the way, happy
0: birthday, <laughs> Mike the Birdman Dot, and happy birthday, Cassie too. This is also your birthday special.
2: It well, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> literally, literally the seventeenth is my birthday. <laughs> that's amazing. So there's Holy that. Shit. And the 20- twenty-six, Cassie. Hey, thank you.
3: <laughs> How old are you turning, Cassie? I'm gonna be turning twenty-eight. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Wow, you're like. I totally thought you were younger.
2: Yeah, I get that a lot. I have good genetics.
0: <laughs> Most of the people on this show seem to be like drinking unicorn blood.
2: Yeah, totally.
3: Oh, uh, oh, I am old as shit. So
0: we've all been we've all been sucking from Mike Dodd's life for the last four years <laughs> to to live a little bit longer.
3: That explains a lot. <laughs>
0: Sorry, it, the, the, this is actually the terrible warriors has actually just been a conduit. To slowly um, make us stronger. You just drain
2: yeah. the youth from. Dog. Shut up, Justin! Dip it! <laughs> he Don't do that
1: ritual. X-Made the on one. the Earth, kay <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to make a new ritual now that he knows. Oh, darn it. Sorry, Steve. You guys are really bad cultists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Rule number one of a cult. Don't tell the person you're stealing life force from that
1: you're a part of a cult
2: that steals his life force. Love you, Dad. the Titans are never
1: gonna make me a god. Okay, (laughs) speaking of Titans, as you folks heard from Justin's intro, the other special thing about this episode is that we're going to do this, guys, as a live playtest for the Scion 2nd Edition rules from Onyx Path. What we are playing right now is, a set, is the beta and playtest version of these rules because Onyx Path is amazing. And when I came to them, uh, the, the terrible basically Justin posted the Scion uh, Kickstarter on our Terrible Warriors crew page and said, hey, guys, this looks great. And I said, you know, I know some of those guys. Uh, why don't I talk to them and see what I can do? And originally I just proposed we'd run a first edition Scion game.
0: And yeah, we just go and play first edition Scion, we give it a shout, and then we like you know bring up some attention towards uh, second edition, and then it just yeah. started to escalate. And then,
1: um, Ian Watson from Onyx Path, uh, who I've known for, God, years at this point, um, emails me back and says, hey man, so uh, I'm not going to promise anything yet, but what if I could get you access to the playtest rules? And I'm like, yeah, that, man, that'd be amazing. And he says, okay. And he comes back to me about three, four days later. He says, yeah, sign these NDAs. This is what you can and can't talk about. And here's the rules go.
2: And here we are. And here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> and the
1: Kickstarter is still happening. Like at
0: the moment is that still happening unless you right un- unless you're downloading this episode sometime in the distant future. If you're if you're if you've downloaded this episode the day we've released it, we are in the middle of the second edition Kickstarter. It ends on Saturday. So they 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 hit their goal in like what was it? 35 minutes, 28 minutes or something. Minutes, I
1: believe they're now 1000% funded. Yeah, so and stretch goals <laughs> we've reached so far uh, there's going to be a companion, which is going to include additional pantheons for the uh, for Voodoo, yep. for the Persian gods, for the Gallic gods, for how to build your own gods. Just make your own now.
2: Make your own um,
1: gods. There's going to be a fiction anthology. There's the going to be a of, bestiary, which of, is going to start with a Guy chapter cookies. on giants. There are going to be quick start rules so that you've got everything you need to play in one small packet. They funded LARP rules. They're going to be doing an audio play through a company called Earplay, and I got to listen to some of Earplay's stuff when I was at Grand Masquerade in New Orleans back at the start of September, and Earplay is amazing, and I'm trying to get with them to do some stuff with them. Because the, they That's ran this... badass. They so- ran this really fucking spooky thing with Wraith where they used an Alexa, uh, like one of the, the Amazon devices, turned off the lights, so all you got was this blue circle, and... It was spooky as shit, man. So we
0: we we had this opportunity to play Second Edition Scion. We we're coming close to the end of the Kickstarter. We're going like, crap! We're not going to be able to get this done in time and release it the way we normally do. We've done a few other partnerships with like Dungeons and Dragons Live and and stuff over the years uh, where we release it as part of our regular schedule. But we're like, if we do that, then the last episode of this campaign will be like three or four weeks after the Kickstarters ended. So what's the point? Uh, and so I was like, what if we just release the game every day in one week and get it all out before the finale and we spend this entire week um, celebrating this amazing success to the Kickstarter because, I mean, if you raise a quarter of a million dollars or closeabouts <laughs> to make an RPG, that is incredible. Oh yeah. And, uh, uh, and right. so we wanted to play this game and run up to the finish line with them. So every day uh, we uh, uh, Derek, we can talk about uh, uh, some of the stretch goals that they've met. We can talk a little bit more in depth about the Kickstarter. and then we're also gonna be playing through second edition Scion uh, for the first time on this show, for the first time for me playing Scion, I know some of us have different levels of experience with yeah, either the game I, I or with be the rule only set.
1: one here who's actually played it before the, uh, the Scion, Scion Cassie itself. has. I,
2: I, played okay, I, it, uh, I played it with uh, Big Mike for uh, D20 Live uh, on his uh, live stream at some point.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was fun. Excellent. Very cool system.
1: Yeah. So, talking about Scion itself, uh, in Scion, you play the children of the gods. Uh, it's modern day urban fantasy. The gods are real, um, and you are their secret love children. Yeah. And from this, <laughs> you gain superpowers, you become larger than life. And you have to set out on a hero's journey to essentially save the world from the Titans, who have broken out of the underworld and are now essentially attempting to envelop and devour creation. That's really heavy, man. (laughs) Otherwise, it's 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 a Tuesday. These guys the first time. I'm like, so yeah, you know, at hero level, you, you fight a couple trolls, you fight a couple giants. When you're a demigod, you know, you, you're fighting other scions, you're fighting legions of trolls and giants. And when you're a god, you're fighting skyscraper-sized crocodile monsters from Aztec mythology. And if you don't kill them, the world ends. And, and they're laughing, they're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Or you're fighting like a legion of 100-foot-tall fire giants, and if you don't kill them, the world ends. And at this point, Justin's like, I get it, it's another Tuesday.
0: Yeah, yeah, the world's going <laughs> to end unless we do this, let's roll some dice. I, I feel like when it gets to, I'm really looking forward to the early parts of the game, there's a part of me that thinks when you get to the god levels where like every single thing's going to cause the end of the world, does it's the like, threat of hum. the end of the world ever become <laughs> like a real, it, like it's like on Supernatural, it's just another apocalypse. Here we go. I mean, we know yeah. the world's not really going to end, and if it does, you re-roll I- the world.
1: <laughs> I, I admit, if you world. ever want a fat-crackling Power of the Gods game, play Scion God, where you're essentially... It's its just anime at that point. It's like One Punch Man.
2: That sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, we we figured out at one point um, we actually managed to get Justin's sword when we were uh, modeling it in the First Dead rules. This is really shit we should save for the debrief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's get Stay to the game. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy game. It's an awesome game, and we're gonna start off now. So... You are playing the Children of the Gods. And I'm going to have you introduce each of your characters, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you came to realize that your father was a god. So let's start with... Uh, we'll go Justin... We're just going to go with the order I did the character sheets in. We're going to go Justin, Cassie, and Dodd. All
0: right. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, so I am uh, uh, playing... Um, I. Uh, one thing I liked about the whole Scion rules was uh, we could uh, we could tap into our own personal histories as well, and I've allowed this character sort of parallel me in real life. So, uh, oh, I didn't have him written down because I told you in the chat. I'm just gonna write his name in so I don't forget here. Uh, Thomas is his name. Thomas McQueeluk. Um uh, o I uh, L E A C H. Uh, McQueeluck is uh, a cosplayer, uh, by uh, like a professional cosplayer. Uh, he's got his Instagram account, he's got his sponsorships, he's got his convention circuits, he goes and makes appearances at parties, all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, he goes by the moniker Tommy Guns. And uh, he's uh, part he nerdy cosplayer, <laughs> part bodybuilder. He's he's a little vain, uh, kind of obnoxious, um, but really he does it because he's a nomad. He doesn't feel comfortable sitting in one town for very long, so he's uh, he's a renter and uh, and he's always um, kind of moving on to the next convention. He lives for convention season. When it's the off season and he's just at home working on the next costumes, he's uh, quite uh, not at ease. Um, uh, so, Tommy uh, is uh, was born in Ireland, but moved to Canada at a very young age, uh, so I don't have to worry about faking an accent, and uh, uh, has been uh, raised by a single mom. Um, unlike myself, Tommy's an only child, uh, but he's never um, really felt at home where he is. Uh, always, uh, he's visited Ireland in the past, and certainly he's done uh, Europe uh, for conventions there, like Leipzig and all that kind of stuff, and... Um, and, and he's really built a career now as, as he's gotten into his adulthood uh, uh, as a cosplayer um, and, and has pushed into that. Uh, and uh, how much f- further uh, should I go with this,
1: uh, Derek? Um, what, uh, what do you want to know? I think that'll do. We'll move on to Cassie then.
2: Hello. Hi, Cassie. Hey. Hi, Cassie. Cool. Uh, so I will be playing uh, Hikaru Aonuma. Uh, she's a, an eSports champion. Uh, she goes by the tag Shine um, she's a, a pro fighting game player. Shiny. For, uh, for the eSports team Vision eSports.
0: Okay. V-Sports.
2: Yeah, V-Sports. <laughs> v- <laughs> <laughs> uh. And what so what kind of games do you play? What are you really Canada? known for?
0: born in Japan? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a lot of questions we threw at you.
2: All right, yes. Um, so, um, I was born in Canada to Japanese parents okay yeah uh and i play let's let's say i i guess not not to use the name street fighter but let's say i'm a pro street fighter players <laughs> well
1: <laughs> oh, i mean you're really good you you have divide heritage. You could probably master every single game they're playing.
2: Yeah, you're so,
1: bored. Like you're the so, kind of player who just looks bored whenever they're in the yeah. games.
2: So it's like well, it's like I I am I'm am I'm I'm known for for my pro Street Fighter play, but I have started to dabble in Smash Bros now. Basically, like it's that sort of thing. Which Strug. is like oh.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> just kind of picked it up.
2: Little little bit of Guilty Gear excerpt here and there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome, and we'll go to Dot then.
3: <clears throat> All right, I am playing the character known as Quinn Ashkui. I uh, born in Canada, born more specifically on the reservation of Cape of Cape Croker, which are, was where I'm actually originally from in real life. Um, raised by my mom, but A.K.A. raised by the res sort of thing. Mom wasn't really around. Uh, I am a professional gaming journalist, big deal on YouTube, so to speak. He actually has that on a t-shirt. I'm I'm a a big deal on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I tend to find out stories from the world of nerdity, from comics, video games, esports, where I'm currently focusing my attention right now because of problems with like Phase Clan and their failed Kickstarter slash game project they wanted to get off the ground. I'm going after people like Keemstar and Leafy. Yes, yeah, I those am guys. there to cause problems, but I am there to expose the truth. And you Always. refuse to call it
1: V Sports
3: as part of a sponsorship deal. You're
1: uh, you're. Your YouTube channel is like, you You got like half your comments love you. The other half like loathe you.
3: I'm kind of like a real, I'm like a non-asshole version of TMZ if they actually <laughs> spoke the truth. So there I am, camera, microphone in hand. There is no dark secret I cannot uncover. And uh, there is nothing that I won't expose if I think it'll do the world some good. You're tearing up the carpet. That is the eSports world and showing all the cockroaches the light. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I mean,
2: you probably would have have interviewed me at some point then, probably. Exactly. I've, like,
3: run into you at, like, UMG Orlando. I've done a lot of the MLG events, EVO. So I tend to get around. I photobombed the back of those interviews.
1: <laughs> God damn it! It's that shirtless guy again. It's that fucking naked that, guy. Fucking Jesus! Guy. I'm like God. the God. Legend
0: of Zelda Xanta of the esports <laughs> no. cosplay.
3: Oh, that's, no, that's that's no, horrible. no. Why, Why is Buff Mario in my picture <laughs> Look again? This buff Jesus! Mario.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, he's just okay. he's just wearing like the overalls but no shirt and like the red hat. Like ladies, he also look
1: also, at like these. sculpted
0: onto his abs. <laughs> we just a uh, with with and and the and the mustache is actually just painted onto the face. There's no mustache. It's like it's not m- like an adhesive mustache. It's like Groucho mustache, Marx. It's, like... it's just like uh, like the oil, black oil paint just across <laughs> the face. I,
1: so, the way I envision these characters is not how they have become in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, well.
0: Uh, I, we're I, already I, off
1: the rails. We're already 15 minutes in. I, I wrote the ra- the characters for these guys, and then they, they put their own spin on them, and it's turned out very differently. Okay. I'm actually so curious,
2: with... maybe for debrief later, I'm curious to know, like, what you had in your mind for our characters.
1: And we can talk Strong, about that later. noble characters. Instead, yeah, got... no, I, noble characters, very definitely. Yeah,
0: he was going for Percy Jackson meets uh, video
2: games.
1: Right. <laughs> we don't speak about <laughs> Percy Jackson. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So oh, we're going to start with, uh, I'm going to go around with each of you, and we're going to do a brief talk about how you had your visitation, which is how your divine parent, in this case, all of you, all of you were had fathers who were gods, um, showed up to you and told you you had superpowers. What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: what? <it> <laughs> I'm a what? Uh, so, <laughs> Justin, we'll start with you. Yay. Um, so you're sitting around after a convention, and this was probably a bit. We're gonna set the game at Fan Expo in Toronto, so it's a, uh, set at the end of August. So this would probably have been June or July. Okay. Um, and you're at a convention, and you're sitting down. You're you you're a guest there. Like they brought you in as a cosplay guest. Yeah. And like judging
0: the masquerade or something.
1: Exactly. And somehow not owning any shirts.
0: Not owning any shirts. <laughs> No sure. Unless they're painted
1: uh, on. Yes, and you're just kind of lounging around. Like they've got like a, just a guest room off to the side. You know, there's they got some soda, they got some food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the only one in there though. And then the door opens and a man walks in. Yeah, and... I, I'm in here.
0: I'm, I'm eating my packed lunch that I make because, of course, I can't eat anything at the convention. <laughs> not 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 during cosplay season. I have to <laughs> I have to monitor everything with with the right amount of. Uh, Protein yogurts.
3: <laughs> protein yogurts.
0: Life on protein
3: yogurts and muscle powder. <laughs> he is the cousin of Chad from our Ghostbusters video game?
1: It is. Her game.
3: <laughs> Canon.
0: Head cannon. <laughs> and,
1: the, and the distant extended relative of Chad from the Night Spawn game. Hey,
0: there's still a part of me that understands that Terrible Warriors works like a Dark Tower series where every single game we've ever run is part of the same multiverse. So, yeah, that's totally possible. <laughs>
1: it <laughs> was big bike game, so yes there was yep yeah, i know anyway yep um and you're uh you've got your back to the door you're just kind of uh you know you're you're chowing down on your protein yogurt and your shake and stuff yep while well, checking and, my
0: instagram likes
1: yeah and you've got you are on your phone and you're checking your instagram likes and something uh you 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 see like you know the light is obscured by a shape behind you and then a man just sort of easily drops himself into the chair beside you. And, um, you, you know, you're, you're still just, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, it's in one of the other guests. You're eating your yogurt. And uh, he just kind of, he waggles a flask beside you. He's like, oh, you can't, you, you can't go eating yogurt at a time like this. This calls for something a bit more ceremonial. I'm just checking my phone. I'm like, uh-huh. Not
0: really paying attention to what is just another guest who is clearly the kind of person who's just going to get drunk at a convention and not worry about all the carbs he's drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you're just going to be like that, I'm just going to keep talking at you. So yeah. oh, this is a this is a good party around here. never been to one of these before. This is really something all these people all these outfits all this craft you got some good craft going on there yourself you know that's not exactly what i'd have gone for but that's pretty good and you're still just kind of ignoring them yeah exactly i mean this is just like this is my
0: go-to thrown together shirtless link uh and uh uh, and i kind of like emerald city's better uh fan expo's all right i just do it because it's local (laughs)
3: <laughs> we've, we've immediately pay your established
1: <laughs> this somehow to just be Con Bravo <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 Con Bravo is awesome uh, but, but Fan yeah. Expo he's just kind of like he's doing it for the paycheck he's doing it because he was invited but not because yeah. uh, it's it, like he kind of again like the guy goes oh this is great this is so wonderful I've never seen anything like this he's kind of like this is the convention. This is all Tommy does, and he's yeah. been to bigger and better and better yeah. run. Yeah. And, and like he's just,
2: <laughs> like, shout outs to Magfest. <laughs> like, Magfest <laughs> or,
0: or, or, or Gen Game Con or any of the other really uh, American conventions that are out there, the big ones, uh, Dragon Con and stuff. Uh, but Fan Expo. He likes Expo. it big.
1: He likes it really
0: big. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm sure um, he does. And okay, the guy, <laughs> the guy just sighs, the flask retracts. All right, Boyle, we're going to have to just do this the hard way then. So, you ever meet your father?
0: I put my phone down and give a look. Uh, I finally look at this guy for the first yeah, time. You,
1: uh, you look up at him. Um, he has past shoulder length, like bright red hair. Um, he is built. Like, he is built on a level that you cannot even compare to. Um so like this a ginger brick shithouse, right? Yeah, um, but not like, not like bodybuilder built, but just like no, like how to train who, your dragon built. Yeah, yeah, just like Dungeons and Dragons built.
0: No, no, um, how to, I was thinking how to train your dragon or brave or like those kind of like big muscular ginger Viking dragon. Trainers. No, well,
1: no, because it because it, this guy is um, he's not the god of strength. Remember, he's uh. But yeah, no, like this guy, yeah. And he is just wearing, it, it is a random, as close as someone like this could get to nondescript ensemble, but it doesn't matter because he's amazingly good looking. And it's just like, he could throw on a burlap sack and look incredible. Yeah. And he has, by this point, his feet up on the table He's rocking back in his chair, mm-hmm. and he's just looking at you. And it takes you a moment to realize something. He doesn't blink. Actually, it takes you another moment to realize you're not even sure he breathes. And he's just looking at you. Oh, that got your attention. Yeah, it's one of those
0: moments where we're not really sure how much time has passed from the moment I looked up from my phone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. You're down. Is a complicated little story, but it goes something like this. Your dad's a great guy. I should know, because I'm he. And. I stand up
0: from the table at this point, I'm like, are you joking? Like, like, like taking offense to this, right? Like, this is just like a visit.
1: Not this a is the green room at a convention. a lie. But since I've got a limited time here and you kind of just ignored me for a while, we're going to do this the hard way. Um, And then he glows. It's like it starts inside of him and it's this golden glow that radiates out like the sun. And then you feel like you're drop, like the floor falls out from under you and like you're dropping through a tunnel. Okay, so I'm just screaming
0: my head off at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You try and scream. Nothing comes out. And what you experience as you're going through this hole um, is you experience it by hearing it mostly mm-hmm. as this epic Irish ballad um, that's talking about the exploits of the Tuatha de Danon, the gods of Ireland, and their battles with the Fomorians and the Firbolg, um, and their struggle against the titan Cruach, And... Meanwhile, you see it somehow worked in carvings into wood and metal. These very, very traditional um, Irish uh, artwork.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the intricate knots and the uh,
1: the all the yeah. And you see in the knots images within images work together to form these images. Um, And you're falling through the hole. And then I'm going to go to Cassie. Hello. Hi. Hi. You have just come off of of. Some kind of esports competition, you know, you, you fighting game tournament. It's one of those ones where you just kind of do it. You do. keep your hand in sometimes, make sure you're sharp, make sure you're really ready for the big ones. And you mop the floor with everyone. Yeah. Even the games you dabbled in, you kicked ass. Hey. <laughs> and what do you do with these kind of things? You, um, do you party afterwards? Do you spend time alone meditating? Um, uh, yeah. This based on your character. So,
2: so usually it's like I go to one of these big events, and and they've got like a like a exclusive sort of competitors like top thirty two sort of VIP party afterwards. So I go to that sort of thing, but like at the actual event, when I'm not actually like on the stage, like main stage competing, I'm like uh out and about um uh, you know chatting with fans and like taking selfies and signing autographs or whatever um okay. doing interviews that sort
1: of thing Cool. And you notice, you've started noticing throughout the day that every time you're around, like every time there's a crowd around you, you notice one specific guy. Um he is tall, he's Japanese. Uh he's very regal looking. His hair is up in that really traditional uh top knot, not like the modern man bun that a lot of white guys are doing, but like <laughs> the proper samurai top knot. Yeah. Um and you just keep seeing him in the crowd. Hmm. And then eventually you're at the you're at this like top 32 party at the end of the day. And most most people are at this point like five or six drinks in and some of them are starting to fall over some of them are still going a lot of them are getting braggy the music's pounding and you're sitting in the back you know you, you've got your drink you're kind of sipping it you're just taking your time yeah maybe you've done I'm a bit really... of dancing you just
2: yeah.
1: yeah yeah maybe you've done a bit of dancing and you're just kind of taking a few moments to catch your breath
2: yeah, I'm usually like pretty laid back. Like My character isn't like a really crazy drinker. I'll usually have a thing and nurse it and make it look like I'm constantly drinking, but really I'm just sort of like, I've got this one yeah. drink that I've been kind of sipping slowly and observing everything else, getting into little conversations here and there. I'm usually p- pretty laid back at these. Cool. Yeah.
1: And you notice it's in between one strobe of the light and the next strobe of the light is that Japanese man is st- that you've been seeing all day is suddenly standing beside your table. And you were looking under the dance floor. You did not see him approach. It's just like, they've got some strobe lights on it. Between one strobe and the next, he's there. Damn. Uh, and, he has, and he has a little tray with him. Uh, and it's got a sake bottle and two cups. And he sets it down on the table. And in my mind, I'm, I i imagine this guy being voiced by George Takei. <laughs> Just because of that voice, man.
2: That's fantastic. Oh my. I love his voice. But, his voice is great. Oh
1: my. This is the voice of Hachiman now.
0: <laughs> 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 so the and he sets, it down,
1: he sets the sake down on the table um, in front of you. May mm-hmm. I take a seat? Please. Thank you. And he does. Um. Would you like some sake? And you didn't even know this bar had sake. Yeah. Uh. uh and
2: he... Sure. I I I accept sort of warily, but yep. yes. He but I accept. You a cup.
1: He pours himself a cup. Hmm. Um. When you taste it, it's warm. Interesting. Uh, so, however, he got this, like it is hot <laughs> out of the um. Out of the steam bath, warm.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you performed very well today. Actually, I've been pre- watching your career with great interest.
2: Oh, uh, thank you.
1: Not just your martial art, not just your e-sports career. And he uses quotation marks, like he's slightly <laughs> uncomfortable with the <laughs> word. <laughs> God damn it, I'm a thousand years old. This modern parlance isn't working for me. <laughs> uh, but also your martial arts skills, your progress. You've gone quite far. There is another level that you can take this to. There is a greater competition.
2: Uh, I'm not quite sure I follow, but go on. <sighs>
1: There is, how to put this from modern times, there is a world that you do not see. There's a world that by your birth you've been part of, but have not had a chance to interact with. There is a battle going on there and your skills are needed. And I'm sorry that I do not have more time to provide you with a greater explanation. And then you notice that um, as he's been talking, the lights in the room have been dimming, but the light that's been hitting him has been getting brighter, and he starts glowing almost gold from the inside. His eyes flash, and you find yourself falling through a pit in the floor. Like just the the floor, the table open up under you. And the pit that you're falling through, it's almost like it's encased in, um, You see it as Japanese, as the old style Japanese paintings. And they show uh, samurai and ninjas and various class, uh, Japanese peasants fighting against monsters. And behind them are figures that you immediately recognize in your head as gods. Um... And you see one, uh, he's dressed in samurai armor, he's got his helmet under one arm, and it's the man sitting across the table from you. And he is larger than life, and he is directing uh, warriors wearing a crest that you'd recognize as the Minamoto clan. And you hear um, drums in the background. And I'm going to cut to Dodd at this point. Yes! (laughs) Dodd, things are not going particularly well for you right now. Um, you've been driving back home and do you still live on the reservation or do you live off of it?
3: I live off, but I tend to come home every now and again just to hang out with buddies.
1: Um, you were driving back to the res and your car broke down on the side of the road. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gaming journalist, maybe not the best car. You kick the bumper Honda that has Civic. the
0: sticker I'm a big deal on YouTube. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're in a bad cell service area. But you know, if you hike a couple kilometers, you'll hit a gas station, and they'll help you out. Um, so you're just walking along the road. It's kind of gotten dark.
3: And there's and, bears. Pardon? And there's bears where <laughs> and, I live, and there
1: aren't <laughs> bears. The bears. You're you're just <laughs> you're hiking along the gravel shoulder of the road, and you come across a guy. Um, he looks to be in maybe his late 40s, early 50s. Um, obviously, native. Um, probably Ojibwe, especially if he's this close to the res. And he's sitting on his haunches by the side of the road and he's got his thumb out. And you haven't seen a car and another car on this road in at least an hour or two. And he uh, looks over to you as you're just going kind to of walk it up. Hey. How's it going? On e brother.
3: Not bad. Got a wee bit of car trouble. And of course, because we're so close to Wyerton, there's no cell service. So <laughs> my day's going <laughs> wonderful. <sighs>
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it always tends to be like that. Oh, car trouble. Ah, that's a shame. Could have used a lift. Oh, well. Well, if you want to... You know, you could push the thing
3: if, if you're so inclined. But uh, yeah, short of me getting either a set of jumper cables or a bus full of, like, I don't know, bikini clad nuns comes by, we're pretty <laughs> much up shit creek right now, dude. Bikini clad
1: nuns? <laughs> Way to escalate, John. I am the of debauchery. <laughs> uh, he stands up. Um, you know, this guy, he's a little built. Not in like the like the wiry way. Um, he he is definitely someone who's put some miles on him. He stands up, he stretches a little, and says, "Well, you know," um, and he uh, he takes out a, a rolling paper and he taps a little bit of tobacco into it from a case. Yeah, I got enough enough left for uh, a little bit of a smoke here. You want some?
3: You know what? It's been that kind of a day, so why the
1: hell not? Well, you know, it's nice. You know, two two guys just run into each other on the road. It's I'm feeling a bit lonely right now, so it's nice to have someone to talk to. So I feel that's a good occasion. And he um, he he likes it. He takes a good uh, good pull on it, passes it to you, and it's like it's pure tobacco. Nice. Um, and says, you know, that tobacco's sacred. It's, uh, use it for good things. use it for, they used to use it for offerings. And, uh, he, he takes it he says, you know, th- these are okay. The rolling papers and all that nowadays I used to have me a good pipe, a proper stone one, real nice, but, well, you know, Had to, uh, you go, you move on, have to give, have to give what you got to others. So what do you do? I'm a big deal on YouTube. Kind of. (laughs) Um, That's a computer thing, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, go on there. I typically expose jerks, try to get laid and, um, occasionally do some good in the world. Mostly yeah. the first thing, though. The other one doesn't happen so much. Um, but, hey, I
1: do try. You get out of the world of what you put into it. Sometimes wow. you got to be a jerk to make it a better place.
3: Yeah, that's kind of the way I see it. I mean, sure, there's the odd, I'm going to sue you, but I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, and I usually get away with it. I mean, sure, I've had the shit kicked out of me a few times, but you know what? It got this guy to go to go to jail, got this guy off, off the street. I'm okay with it, nine times out of ten.
1: <sighs> he passes the cigarette back to you. That's the way you do it, though. You gotta prick the ego a little bit on some folks. Helps them learn a few lessons. Oh, knocking them down a peg is so much more fun. Ah, Don't I know it Well It's exactly the attitude I was hoping you'd have And he turns to you And you notice that the starlight, the moonlight They've all kind of drifted off And the light's coming from him now And it's this golden glow kind of radiating out from the middle of him And he says, oh, kid You're gonna go down such a rabbit hole now and you feel the world drop out from under you. And the first thing you hear um, (laughs) is powwow singers. Um, And then as you're going down this hole, you see um, embroidered blankets, uh, embroidered belts, and you see in the embroidery that it's telling this story um, of, of the great spirits, of men turning into animals, turning into trees, of the various threats they faced, of serpents with horns, of these huge spindly creatures eating up villages with their hands. Um, And at the same time, you see it performed by powwow dancers, by people in this very traditional garb um, doing these great spinning dances around. And all three of you hear the following words at the same time, which yes, I stole shamelessly from the wicked and the, and the divine. You are a scion of my blood. You will be loved. You will be hated. Through your deed shall you be made divine. And then all of you, um, the ground, uh, you all appear back where you started. And it's as if, it's as if no time has passed but you fall for what seems like ages, your blood burning in your veins, and you can feel yourself changing, being turned inside out. When you find Earth again, the room is exactly as you left it. You're sitting in a pile on the floor. Your clothes are the same, you look the same, but something's burning inside of you. You feel stronger, smarter, faster. Your senses are sharper, and there are new details in the room that become known to you. New spells, new sounds, new textures. The world seems more real than it ever has been before. And I'm going to go back to Justin as he reacts to this. Is
0: that flask of whiskey still on the table?
1: Uh, No, but when you come to, he's kind of waving it in front of you. (laughs) I I take it
0: (laughs) and I take a drink.
1: It it is the best whiskey you've ever had in your life.
0: (laughs) And and I kind of cough it because (laughs) I haven't been drinking this... And I, I mean, I'm not I don't have any witty thing to yeah. say, but obviously I'm not so much worried about my protein yogurt anymore.
1: Yeah. And he, he offers you a hand up. And I take it. Yep. And your body feels lighter somehow. And I, like you look the same, but th- there's a lightness to your step. And he claps you on the shoulder and he smiles. Oh, good. You're still alive through it. Excellent. Now, this is what you need to know first off. William. Wait, wait, hold
0: on. Th- that was, there was a question I might not have lived?
1: Not really. Eh, pretty much everyone gets through it, but, you know. <laughs> Birth is always a hard day. And this is you being birthed into what you're supposed to be. And know this. I am your father, and my name is Lou. And I am of the Tuatha de Danan. And so are you now. You are my scion. You are the child of my blood. And you are destined for great things, boy. Great things indeed.
0: And I am terrified.
1: (laughs) And, hey, as this is your birthday, I have a birthday gift for you. And he... Pick something up off the table, and it wasn't on the table before, and it's wrapped up in just, um, just looks like an animal hide,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a sword, and it's beautiful. It's simple, but it's beautiful. Um, it's probably about a hand and a half. Uh, you definitely need two hands to hold it, though. Mm-hmm. You need both hands to uh, wield it. Uh, it's a traditional Irish sword. It doesn't have much of a cross hilt. Um, its bottom is like its pommel is this carving of what looks like maybe waves or winds or both. And he unsheaths it and it glows. It looks like it's made of silver. And he he holds it easily in one hand. And this this is your birthday present. This is Fragara. We call it the Answerer. This is a sword that will cut through anything, including people's bullshit. If you hold it to a man's neck, he will not be able to lie to you. And not just because he's shitting himself, but he will not be able to tell a lie. He will answer questions given to him. And he sees the sword, and he kind of puts it into, your, into like, one really numb hand.
0: Yeah, right, like, like the feeling hasn't... If you were to touch my fingertips right now, they're cold. Because <laughs> this is all, like, this is a lot. A second ago, the most important thing was uh, my, my Instagram reach. And now I'm, yep. like, trying to contemplate, like, the universe that I just saw <laughs> rewritten. And I've just been handed this ancient sword... That glows. That is. This is. This is not a replica. <laughs> oh,
2: no, this is. This is not I, a I cosplay prop.
1: Held a real sword before?
0: Yeah, like I don't, I'm. I'm like. I don't think security is gonna let me keep this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, He's well. bonded. Uh, I'll let you keep it, cause I say so. Oh, and there's one more thing. What is it? What is it? Oh, yes. And with the sword comes a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Comes a Gaius. And you shall follow that Gaius. And so long as you honor it, shall you be great, and should you break it, shall be your downfall. Oh, let's see here. What's the appropriate one to give you? I know. You shall eat that which is offered to you. Yes, that will work. <laughs> Such does fate demand. I gotta beg dog treats for you later.
0: Well, we'll I was gonna say, out of, out of character, mind. it seems fitting given that I, uh, I, I, I ignored him when he first arrived. Exactly. That's exactly oh. it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> having to eat my hat now because of that.
1: <laughs> it was also Hey, Lou's most famous scion is also Cucullin. Yeah. And that was one of his guests.
0: Yeah, it's also the reason why he died.
1: Yeah, because they combined it with you must never eat the meat
0: of a dog. So a hag offered him dog meat and he was yep. compelled to eat it.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, I- Irish mythology. Oh yeah, it's fucked nasty. up. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> like uh, there's
0: a there was an Irish harvest cake that I made called a barnbrack uh, for uh, Thanksgiving and you can put charms into it and and these aren't like like Chinese fortune cookie charms where the, the all the fortunes that you get are usually uh, uh, something uh, or, or even horoscopes how they're positive <laughs> and give you a little bit of hope. <laughs> there, there are fortunes that come out of the barn rack that are like, you're going to be poor for a year you're going to be alone if you get the cloth. Uh, if you if Very you get the bean, Irish. you're going to be poor. If you only, and so the the, the Irish uh, mythology is full of heroes who just get completely screwed through no fault of their own.
1: <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah. It's uh, they they make a lot of mistakes. And sometimes they don't even make a mistake, but it's just that's what fate demands.
0: So I have this sword, I now must uh, always eat what's offered to me. Yep. Interesting that he didn't and, say that as long as it's edible. <laughs> that, that wasn't something. He I don't know. And then you eat the sword. Like the end. <laughs> Shit. Now
1: then, here's what, uh, and then there, there's some additional information that they will give you that I'll kind of pray see once I've uh, gone through the rest of your visitations, Cassie. Yes. So you wake up. Uh, you're still sitting down. You are in fact still holding the cup of sake as you reappear to yourself. And it's still warm, (laughs) and it's like you appear... uh, Your vision took between one strobe of the light and the next.
2: Jeez. Um, I I sort of, like, very... Like, kind of, like, what the fuck just happened to me, like, look into my, like, little cup of sake, and then look over at him.
1: Yeah, and he is no longer dressed in a suit. He is now wearing... Perfect replica, uh, quote unquote, replica um, of a samurai's kimono. And he is sitting across from you. He's holding a sake. And he looks at you and he nods. I am Hachiman of the Kami, one of the gods of Japan. You are of my blood. And I have chosen to visit you and to activate the power within. You are now of us. If you are honorable, and if you hold to your principles, and if you do great things, one day you will be like us. You will be Kami.
2: What? You will face.
1: (laughs) Yes. Please ask.
2: Uh, um. No, I've, I've I've got nothing. Please continue.
0: <laughs> I no, 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 I, I'm good. <laughs> mystical George Decay. <Takei>. Please
1: continue. <laughs> <laughs> mystical George Decay. <Takei.
2: laughs> she's just like she's just so dumbfounded through like basically what she has just experienced and what she is like currently feeling in her and like what she's looking at. Like, part of part of what's going on in her head was like, did he just, like, did I just get roofied? Like, what? What's going on? I don't understand. What? George Decay did not roofie you. <laughs> you know, on
1: some basic level, you did not get roofied.
2: Yeah, but, was like, there's always, I mean, and, and we're going to get really real here, but, like, as a girl by herself at a bar, there's always that tiny little bit of something going on in the back of her head, like, uh... <laughs> Creepy old man
3: talking to me. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Right. It's like, I can, like, in, 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 like, my essence, I can feel that, like, that's not what happened, but there was always, there's always that little inkling of something in the back of my brain, like, this is, could this be a possibility of what exactly just happened?
1: Hmm. This is fair. But anyway. Yep. Anyway. I'm just
2: dumbfounded. Mm. (laughs)
1: Um, and as uh as you're talking a woman a japanese woman wearing um very modern clothes um not like slinky dress or anything more just like uh like gamer clothes you know just like um kind of gamer at a party sort of thing yeah um as I said, also also japanese um walks over sits down very easily and looks at the man you are a bit of an idiot boss i mean look you you bring her a drink you do the crazy thing to her and then you expect her to take it well and he 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 looks at the woman he he has like one of those if looks could kill thing and <laughs> He's like, yeah, yes, respectfully, um, respectfully, sir, et cetera, et cetera. And she actually says, et cetera, et cetera to him. And she looks at you and she winks. And he, he has this like long suffering sigh. You are ruining my moment. Yes.
3: <laughs> this was a moment. Yeah, He's like, this
1: was a moment. I was having a moment. This is my thing. We do this thing. <laughs> God damn it.
2: I like her. She's sassy.
1: <laughs> uh, and he says, did you bring the gift? He's like, yeah, yeah. She, she has a package by her side. She hands it to him, and he takes the rice paper off of it and hands it to you, and it's a hoodie. It is a black and red hoodie with um. The, I had the name for this stupid logo. Um, uh, it's got a uh, Mitsudomo uh, on the front of it. And the hoodie itself looks like it's stylized samurai armor. Ooh. Like it's That's got like the extra, the extra flaps built into it and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My associate tells me that I should not be giving people armor these days, but should give something more modern. Uh, this will be uh, your armor. However, it will turn aside sword and arrow.
2: I, I, I take it sort of. Oh,
1: uh, um, when if you put it when you put it on, um, you feel as if there's a new kind of knowledge that comes to you, um, as if you're able to see things in a greater perspective. Uh, mechanically. Uh, what, she is, uh, what she and Justin have been given are called relics. <clears throat> and their relics allow them to access some of their divine power called purviews. In this case, Cassie's gives her the star purview and Justin's gives him the sun. Which is kind of an interesting uh, play off each other there.
0: Mm. Yeah, they sound like Pokemon titles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will leave you in the hands of my associate. Her name is Anabakami. She'll give you a more modern perspective on things. I will see you soon, however, daughter. And he stands up and he bows and then in one strobe of the light in the next, he vanishes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like,
2: I look down at like the, the, the hoodie like perfectly folded in my, in my hands and then I look over at the lady and I look back down at the hoodie again, and I'm just not sure exactly how yeah. to take yeah. what exactly
1: yeah. happened. Looks just like... Sorry, Justin. Go. No, 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 sorry.
0: Yeah, I, was, I was just making sounds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just says, gods, what are you going to do with them? Hi! She reaches out her hand to you. Anabakami, nice to meet you. H-
2: hello. Nice to meet you. <clears throat>
1: Oh, she she looks out at the sake. She's like, "Do you mind?" Uh, oh, um, no, go go right ahead. Fantastic. She picks up just the bottle and she downs it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she can stay.
3: I like her. <laughs>
1: okay, and she's gonna be the one who gives you like the full scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice Cassie, and it seems kind of involuntary. She drinks the uh, the sake. And she kind of wiggles around in her seat a bit, uh, sits uh, down on her side. She has three tails,
2: like mm. three
1: big fox tails coming out of the back of her pants. Okay. She's like, like, it's like
2: okay, it's oh my like, god, that's a neat cosplay trick. Cool. You <laughs> g- good? That, you look like that one you, character from the game. You,
0: you
3: do you? <laughs> that's some straight up Naruto
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna make comparison to like Ari from <laughs> League of Legends or something, because yeah. it's basically.
1: It's kind of And she bad. laughs and she just laughs her ass off. Where do you think they got that from? Not not me specifically. I mean I, I'm young by our standards, but you know what? It's good to be young. Some of the elder Kitsune are just, oh, maybe real bitches.
2: I kind of huh. like nod silently. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just <laughs> Now I'm going to go over to Dodd Yeah yes. Dodd you wake up on, by the side of the road With this Ojibwe It looks kind of like a drifter Standing over you holding a cigarette um, And there is a large rabbit Beside you and the rabbit's kind of snuffling at your head. The hell do you want? <laughs> and the rabbit looks at you. And it gives you the look. And if it were human, you would swear because he's being like, are you shitting me look?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna look at the rabbit and go, You're lippy for not being able to talk. Who says I can't talk. What the shit? <laughs>
1: Hey, come on. Give a rabbit some respect here.
3: I'm gonna look at the drifter. What the fuck did you do to me, dude? What was in that tobacco? <laughs> oh, I don't shit, know. I think, the
1: dr- I think the rabbit wants you to give it some respect. Okay.
3: problem is not... <laughs> he oh takes
1: God. a little smoke. He passes the remains of the cigarette to you. Uh, you actually notice the air around you smells like of tobacco and sweet grass. Like, there's a very... The way it smells actually is in uh if if Quinn's been to any kind of um actual ceremonies and stuff, it smells like that. there is an air hanging about that is that feels sacred in a way all right <sighs> uh, so I think we should actually introduce ourselves. He offers you a hand up, all right, I take it. He helps you up. He he is quite strong, actually. He helps you up like it's no big deal. Oh, well, you can call me Nan. I mean, it is, uh, my name is longer than that, but that's at least the part that everyone seems to agree on. All right, I'm Quinn. Call me Quinn. Q Q ball, whatever. <laughs> So I gotta ask you, Quinn, you know much about the uh you know much about the spirits?
3: Uh, just what the TV shows me. Sure I've might have
1: seen a ghost once or twice, but uh no, I but don't know. Those kind of spirits. Not not the bullshit spirits they brought over here, the actual spirits. Can't
3: say I know a whole lot, maybe a little bit I heard from the elders, but oh, didn't pay
1: much attention, truthfully. That is where I can't blame you. I can't blame you, but, well, I'm going to fix that right now. See, at the start of things, there was Nekomas, and then she had a daughter named Winona. And Winona had a child, and her kid was, he was a shit disturber. Was, let me just tell you a story. There's this one time, the gods of the underworld and the gods of the overworld, they decide that they're going to have a lacrosse game. And the biggest lacrosse game ever. Goalposts would have been one side of Lake Michigan and on the other side of Lake Michigan. It's crazy times. And as Kid of Winonas, he thinks, you know what? I'm, I, gotta, I didn't get invited, but I'm gonna go see what's up. So he goes to the side and he turns himself into a tree, you know, get a good vantage of the game. And after a while, he notices something, and it's the more important people, everyone who thinks they're big, everyone who thinks they're powerful, they're the ones having the best time. They're the ones, they're they're hogging that ball, they are getting into it, and they are leaving all the little guys out on the edges just to cheer them on, because that's all the little guys are there for. And Winona's Onus Kitty thinks to himself, he says, this ain't right, this ain't. This ain't a game they're having. This is just fucking masturbation right now. So he thinks, okay, you know what? I'm going to make it a little more fun. And they're playing on land right now. So he, he makes himself back into a man again. And he takes out his bow and he fires a couple arrows. And as the players are running down the field, as these big great gods are going at it with each other, you know, these are the greatest spirits of all. Fucking fall right into a big puddle. And this puddle, they they fall right into They're tripping over each other into it. And finally, one of them, and this is a deep puddle, they manage to not be at the bottom, and the guy on top is sputtering, and he's going, what What have they done? You know, they've ruined the game. All the, little, all the little spirits, they start playing too. They get their lacrosse sticks, they start tossing the ball around, and... They start uh, going at it with each other. Because, I mean, what can the great spirits do right now? They're busy getting themselves out of puddles. And they're saying, who's responsible? Who's responsible for this? And one of the little spirits who saw what was going on points over and says, Nana Bojo did it. He did it. And Winona's kid, Nana Bojo, he is sitting by the side. And he he's like, who, me? Well, I didn't do it. I didn't do nothing. And all the spirits, they're causing a ruckus now. And they start running. He turns into a tree to hide, but they're getting at the forest. They're chopping at it. They're burning at it. They're trying to get to him. And he turns into a bird, and he starts flying away. And meanwhile, these great spirits, they don't notice all the little spirits. They're laughing their asses off. They are having a great time now. It ain't just about cheering on people. No, they've seen that little bit of ego that all the great spirits have just get pricked. Just little prick to it, like go, air going out of a balloon. And that's Nana Bojo doing his thing. And he shakes his head. Man, that was a good game. I had fun with that. He looks at you kind of expectantly.
3: Kind of blowing my mind here, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I do that to people sometimes. So listen, I got—I've got an apology to make, and I got—I got a gift for you by way of it. And he takes off his shoes. I am, and I—I I know that movie did this already. I am your father, Dick. Um. Yeah. What the, where, the, where the?
3: Where the fuck
1: wow. have I been? one of many questions I have. Well, see, that's a tale. And at this point, I'm going to kind of spin it for the rest of you for the setting. Long ago, when the gods were made, the gods were birthed from the Titans. And the Titans are... They're whole worlds into themselves. They are light. They are fire. They are wind. And... The problem is that the world can't really form out of these things. The Titans are chaos. And so the gods managed to bind them away. And then the gods set to looking to all the other problems of the world. And sometimes the problems were the gods themselves. And they had their fights. They had their wars. And little by little, the gods started having to withdraw. And... They had Scions. They had children to interact with the world for them. But now the Titans have escaped from the underworld and the world is in danger. And the gods have to look to those Scions to be heroes, to stand against the Titans in the world, to stand against the supernatural threats that are allied with the Titans on some level. And that is what your characters are. And it's explained to you that you are... You are scions. You are heroes. The ichor of the gods has been activated in your veins. You have supernatural abilities now, uh, some of which are passed on to you by these mystical objects, by Justin's sword, Cassie's armored hoodie, Dodd's uh, water serpent moccasins. And you are also told that fate a powerful force in the universe is drawing you will draw you towards other scions and that there is trouble ahead and that will be your first quest and your first quest you are told is going to take you to a place you were all going anyway. It's going to take you to fan expo in Toronto, Canada, which is you're all in Canada anyway, but you know, Toronto, Ontario. And I think that's where we're going to leave this episode off for today. And then you're going to start adventuring. So for Terrible Warriors, I've been Derek the Bard. I've been your story guide for this uh, first game of Scion 2nd Edition. And I'm joined with...
0: Uh, Justin Ecock here from the Terrible Warriors.
3: <coughs> Cassidy20, love you. Mike Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net, and I got some crusty-ass Nikes.
1: <laughs> damn it. Yeah, i go check out and support uh, please support the Scion 2nd Edition Kickstarter. You can find it online. Uh, Go to Kickstarter, search for Scion 2nd Edition uh, from Onyx Path. Follow them on Twitter at The Onyx Path and come back tomorrow tomorrow that's awesome
0: yeah come back tomorrow daily episodes all week as we now we've got our character origins out of the way and uh derek it's time to start the story why yes we will be back tomorrow thank you justin The Terrible Warriors is presenting Scion the Second Edition every day this week, and tomorrow we return to the game with Derek the Bard, Cassie Chu, and Mike the Birdman Dodd, and Justin Ecock, as our Scions now aware of their powers, head out for their very first mission at Fan Expo in Toronto. Oh, this is a little bit close to home. You can follow Onyx Path on Twitter at The Onyx Path, and you can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. Support Scion Second Edition's Kickstarter by visiting their Kickstarter page. The links are in the show description, but also just Google it, you lousy kid. And Terrible Warriors will return to its regularly scheduled programming next week. We have Ravenloft still to come, Dogs in the Vineyard, more Deadlands, and Suicide Squad all in the works for you. And until we meet again tomorrow, thank you for listening, for supporting, for liking and sharing, and yes, even for being a terrible warrior.